Let's talk Wellness Corner now. How to set healthy boundaries. Joining us is Paula Quincy, Relationship and Life Coach, Advocate for Mental Health and Gender-Based Violence. We're talking mental health and wellness during a pandemic. So we address issues regarding mental health and wellness in a pandemic and how people need to take care of their mental and emotional wellness. However, people are experiencing digital fatigue and being online all the time with people working from home, which also ties into the spike in gender-based violence due to people working from home. You can't be in an emotionally safe space if you are experiencing abuse at home or in a toxic environment. And this is not limited to physical or sexual abuse. But we'll unpack this now. Paula, uh, good morning and thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Sandra. Morning to you and the listeners. How was your weekend? Mine was very good. Thank you. It was very relaxing. Great. Since it is a Monday, we ask that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, uh, I mean, uh, health and wellness during a pandemic, then we need to take into consideration online fatigue, the fact that we are online all the time. And at the beginning of COVID, I think we were all excited to be working from home. It was not such a bad thing that we're going to be online. It was an exciting thing. But now we're realizing you can actually get tired from being online all the time. How do we define then uh, online fatigue? Obviously being online, then you get tired from it, but how would we professionally put it together in a way that makes sense? Absolutely. You know, the novelty is starting to wear off and people are realizing that it is um, emotionally draining, mentally draining. Even though we've claimed back hours from a commuting point of view, we've just we've just filled those hours as being online and people are working longer and longer hours because it's very easy and convenient to just walk from the the lounge, the dining room, the bedroom to wherever your office is at home and to hop online, um, you know, starting meetings at 7 o'clock in the morning and finishing meetings at 8, 9 o'clock in the evening. So it's that feeling of just being fatigued. Um, it's what we call the popcorn brain mm-hmm. because there's so many distractions on our screen, if, particularly if you're on group meetings. Um, and then there's distractions around us as well. You're working from home, whether it's the dog barking, whether it's your partner or your children at home. It's also trying to juggle the responsibilities at home, um, you know, home life and home chores and stuff with online responsibilities with, with work and deliverables. And we've lost that human touch and that human connection. So feeling fatigued, feeling drained, um, foggy brain, um, just feeling exhausted um, are some of the signs. And some of the coping symptoms are things like emotional snacking. Mm. Um, You know, there's so many symptoms that go with feeling fatigued. Why is it an issue? What, what, What does it, you know, how does it actually affect us? So what it does is it just creates that feeling that we're constantly on the go, that we are constantly, I just need to do this, I just need to do that. And from a mental and emotional perspective, if we don't have time away from digital devices, um, we can definitely, it can affect our productivity levels. We can, we've can we seen that already coming through in some of the research. It affects our um ability to problem solve it affects our ability to um you know think through things rationally because we can become reactive Mm. so we become frustrated we become irritable we become snappy and it also just affects our our our, um you know our stress levels rise as well and that can bring about physical um illnesses such as depression, um, feeling down. It can also affect our uh, energy levels where we just don't feel energized anymore. We don't find joy in much these days.
Yeah. So is the major difference then between being online at home and being online at work the time factor? Is that the only major one? Time factor is one of those things, but we've also lost the, the, the social skills that come with it. You know, when we walk to the coffee station and we chat to a colleague mm. or we take a break by going down and having lunch somewhere, um, we're doing those things at our desks now and we're doing it online because while I'm eating at my desk, I'll just quickly answer emails. So we, we, we're definitely from an energy and a physical perspective, but we've also lost the, the social skills and the social breaks that, and interactions that we would have with our colleagues as well. So we're finding a lot of it's impacting team vibe and team culture and team rapport with our colleagues. What about the different personality types? Are there certain personality types that are more prone to online fatigue? I'm thinking of example, I'll use myself as an example, somebody who's a multitasker, uh, maybe, I'm not going to say OCD because I've never been (laughs) (laughs) diagnosed professionally, but you know what I mean, like in the general uh, sense, I I like to multitask. So would I be more prone to be affected by online uh, fatigue because I'm everywhere at the same time? Definitely. I mean, there's research that shows with multitasking or trying to multitask that we can lose lose up to 25 minutes um, crisscrossing between different, um, you know, different tasks um, because we lose our ability to focus and concentrate on one thing at a time. So by jumping from one task to the next, um, you know, we our focus goes and we we're not fully um, processing the task that we're working on. And so when it comes to the different personality types, it's not just those people that are multitasking. You've also got to look at the introverts and the extroverts. Mm. Um, you know, for extroverts, um, they need that human interaction and human contact. And they get energized by relating and engaging with people, whereas introverts, um, you know, they do prefer that uh, um, working alone or, or a quieter environments. And um, it actually allows them to be more analytical and factual and it allows them to focus a lot more. But there's only so much focus time that you can have before you, you, just, you, know, you, you start having that cotton wool feeling, that foggy brain effect. Mm. Let's take a short break. Continuing with Paula Quincy, our relationship and life coach, advocate for mental health and uh, uh, gender-based violence. Wellness Corner is uh, the feature here on Sound Awake, talking how to set healthy boundaries during a pandemic. Stay with us. Sound Awake, weekdays, 3 to 5 a.m. Talking to Paula Quincy on how to set healthy boundaries during a pandemic, mental health and wellness during this time of COVID. So before, Paula, we took the break, we were talking about the different personality types and how they are affected by online fatigue and whether some are more prone or not. So does this then speak to us better understanding ourselves in terms of how we handle and put the, the right kind of boundaries for, you know, this time specifically talking on online fatigue? Absolutely. Um, you know, everybody's got different schedules. So one, there's no one size fits all. You've got to look at when is your most productive time of the day? When do you feel the most energized? And also you've got to look at your household responsibilities. So for example, if you've got children and you're either homeschooling them or you're taking them to school, how do you work your schedule around what look, what works best for you that makes you feel like you have a balance? in your life on a day-to-day perspective and then put those boundaries in place but giving yourself so so the 90-20 rule um, is 
been most favorable in terms of the research that's out there, that working for 90 minutes and then giving yourself a 20-minute break. So if you chunk your day down in terms of 90-20, and that allows you time where you're not on your device um, and that you can do other tasks, whether it's um, planning, reflecting, writing, thinking, um, just even taking a short 10-minute break when you make yourself a cup of tea or something, but changing your environment, so getting up away from your desk because we're sitting at our desks more and more these days. Often people's home offices are not ergonomically um, favorable, so we don't have mm. the right desk height, chair height, so it affects our ergonomics. A lot of people are complaining about sore necks and backs and stuff like that. So, so getting up and walking around, and even if it's going outside and having a five, ten-minute break with a cup of tea, just to give yourself a change of environment and fresh air as well. And hope that the kids don't see you chilling and think, <laughs> mom is done with work. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's time to disturb her again. So is there a major difference then in terms of the boundaries we'll need to put for ourselves versus those that we need to put for our children? For example, uh, those who are being uh, homeschooled, yes, online schooled. Absolutely, because children are not used to you being at home. They're used to you going to work and coming home from work. And so particularly younger children, they don't understand, you Mm. know, when mommy and daddy are at home that, you know, I can't talk to you now or I can't play with you now because I'm working. So it's having to explain it to them in a clear way that they understand it. And by putting those boundaries down that when I'm in my workspace, whatever my dedicated workspace is, because some of us may not have the luxury of having an office at home, to say that, you know, I'm, when I'm in this space, I'm working, so you can't interrupt me or, um, you know, th- there are certain rules in place and I will come and engage with you. I will interact with you during these times or these situations. But outside of that, you know, mommy and daddy is working, so you can't keep disturbing us. Are we seeing that then because we are online so much uh, during a pandemic that, you know, an invasion of privacy becomes so much easier. People feel like they can access you anyhow in any way they want online, and that in turn becoming an impediment to our mental health. Definitely. It's creating stress, especially if people have, um, you know, all their devices are connected to the email. So, for example, your smartphone and your notifications keep popping up. Um, The research shows that it it raises our um, anxiety levels because we feel like we we feel obligated or or duty-bound to respond to those emails. And also, you know, calls extending into our personal time, you know, six, seven, eight o'clock at night. So from an individual perspective, where do you communicate your boundaries to your company and your colleagues to say, look, after 7 p.m. or after 6 p.m., whatever the time is, this is my family time where I have to take care of my family. But there's also a responsibility with organizations to respect employees' personal time. Um, And I know some companies that I'm working with where they've actually implemented those boundaries and they're actually, in a way, forcing their staff not to be online after certain hours in the evening and on weekends as well, just to help. Mm. Um, you know, then get that digital um, detox or, or being off devices and offline. Yeah. Okay, let's talk gender-based violence now. We've seen a hike and a spike in, in cases on this uh, due to people working from home. So is it because people are now in each other's faces, they're at home, they can't escape one another, and clashes are more prone than in this situation? Yes, we're definitely seeing that. So first of all, those relationships that weren't strong to begin with before the pandemic and now being in each other's spaces, it's just basically ripped the band-aid off. Um, there's no escape from home to go to the office to avoid the situation or avoid the person that is, is behaving in an abusive way. So we have seen those spikes increased. 
But even the strongest of relationships have also started to feel the impact of being confined in each other's space all this time. So people are getting frustrated. They are getting irritable. Um, you know, and it's not just physical and sexual abuse. It's the other forms of abuse as well, which is mental, verbal abuse and also financial abuse. Mm. And there is financial stress that's come with COVID-19. We've seen businesses shut down, job losses and job cuts. Definitely. And that's impacted us on a, on a very basic human level. It's affected our, our survival being to be able to put, you know, roof over our head, food on the table and provide for our families. So how does one then take care of their mental health in this type of a situation uh, where there is abuse going on at home? Uh, yeah. What, are they, what, are, what do we do there? So first of all, you need to put a support structure in place. So whether it's family or friends, um, and in those, you know, when you you feel that you need to reach out to those support structures for help, um, if you are able to put down uh, boundaries with um, the perpetrator or the person that is being abusive, and be very clear as to what um, the kind of behaviour you will and won't accept or tolerate. Um, if you are experiencing abuse and you do need help, there are the interna- there are the national helplines like SADAC and Lifeline and Power, and um, the domestic violence or gender-based violence line. And um, definitely reach help and get online counselling. Also, turn to your employer if your employer has employee wellness initiatives in place, and um, that you can tap into and get um, assistance through your employer as well. And I mean, and we speak of financial stress, and we know that one of the major causes of gender-based violence is the economic disempowerment of those who are victims or survivors. So, I mean, in this particular instance, it's been heightened as well in terms of COVID-19, where if you've lost your job and you now have to even more depend on your perpetrator for finances and you've got children to support, you, you will end up staying in that situation. Yes, absolutely. It's the fear of um, not knowing how I will survive because I don't have the financial means to survive. There's also, depending on how severe the abusive environment is, perhaps you have been cut off from your friends and family, so you've got no one to turn to. So you're feeling very alone in the world and lonely, that you've got no one in place or no support structures to turn to or rely on. So you end up staying in that environment because you feel like you've got no options. Mm. And, and the major message we want to uh, put out is that you are never alone in whatever situation you are in uh, and how, how bad it might seem. There is help out there. Absolutely. And I'd highly recommend for people if they are to, to reach out. And I know that some people feel they can't reach out because their perpetrator is around them all the time at home. Um, but there are options in terms of, you know, WhatsApp numbers and um, the Namola app. Um, and there's a new app that the government has launched, um, which is GovMe Chat. And that also has an option for um, domestic abuse or abuse victims as well. Okay, can we follow you then for that? Uh, will you put those links up on your page? Yes, I will. The, the, the apps, okay. So on, yes. uh, on Twitter, what is your handle? Uh, it's Paula Quincy on Twitter and on Facebook and LinkedIn and um, Instagram as well. Thank you so much for joining us, Paula. Just in closing, uh, your remarks? I think, you know, you're never alone. And if there are days where you are worried about your mental health and well-being, um, to first of all really look at how you can put steps in place to help yourself and put boundaries down. And if you um, need help, reach out to the national helplines or your employer's wellness service provider. Um, because at the end of the day, um, if you don't take care of your own health and well-being, no one else is going to.
Absolutely. Thanks again for, for waking up for us in this crazy hour. We know <laughs> you don't normally wake up. You're not a truck driver. You're not a nurse. <laughs> you're not a farmer. So we know that uh, you made time for us and we appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a good day. Thanks so much. Paula Quincy, our relationship and life coach, advocate for mental health and uh, against gender-based violence. Talking how to sell, set healthy boundaries during a pandemic. Uh, this was part of our wellness corner, so we wrap that up in that way. Ten minutes before we get to the top of the hour, which is 5 a.m. That means we've got ten minutes with you. Let's play you some BGs now. Uh, staying alive.